dedicating this to all the young people. And those that are young and hard as well, I want to leave you out.
Yes, he does. He gives greater grace. You know, you think back and look at the shenanigans that you may have been involved with. Certainly, I have not forgotten the things that I've done that could have put me six feet under so many times. And the Lord had grace spared. Spared the hardship that it would have brought upon my mother who got saved because of um, the Lord had blessed me and she saw God had turned my life around. Other family members that saw God had blessed me and turned my life around. But if I would have died in my sins, but God saw that I was worth it. And he reestablished me, helped me to change directions because deep down inside, you don't know what a person is dealing with deep down on the inside. That's what drives uh, young men to be part of games because they're looking for someone to relate to what they're dealing with. And, you know, and so that's what drives people to self-sedate. That's what drives people into uh, food and sexual addictions and out there trying to relate and trying to understand. But God, but God, when God is able to, when his word meets you at the crossroad, when his word meets you on that day and you surrender and he walks you across the street, you know, we have crosswalks and crossing guards, you know, you've seen them growing up and, you know, and even today where, uh, where they're holding a stop sign, you know, and you stop. You know, and the children are crossing the street, you know, or they may usher, they're actually ushering them across the street. The word of God holds up a stop sign one day and it helps us to realize and, you know, and God crosses us. He, he uh, his goodness ushers us across the street because we are worth it. Thank you for that selection. Uh, again, you know, that was for the young people. One of the young people had submitted that. Don't stop there, but we want to thank God for their involvement and activity. And so we're going to go into the word of God tonight. And I pray that you had a blessed day. And I want to thank you for worshiping with us on this, this ninth day of February. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. Presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Our Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. And uh, starting on Monday, well, Monday is already gone and today we're into Tuesday, but on Friday... We have uh, have opened up a prayer line for those that are that want someone to pray with them. The phone number is 646-769-9900. The access code is 474-524-POUND. You know, that'll get you through the prayer line and you know, all, the Bible said man should always pray and not faint. And so if you have a prayer request, just come in on the prayer line. You don't have to announce your request. If it's unspoken request, God knows it. You know, and when you're ready to testify and have a testimony, then uh, share that with the entire church. 
But the prayer line is for prayer and seeking God for guidance, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And so uh, uh, don't be afraid to dial in. And just if you just want to dial in and listen to the prayer that is going on, uh, if you want to be part of it that way, do that. You know, we want you to be comfortable, but we also want you to seek the Lord. The Bible said they that call upon the Lord, uh, that they're going to be saved. So you need to open your mouth up and you do need to call upon the Lord if you plan to be saved. You know, and it also said those that wait upon the Lord shall have their strength renewed. And prayer is a way of waiting upon the Lord. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. The best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There's no other way around that. There's no substitute for obedience uh, to the word of God. The Bible tells us that. Uh, obedience is better than sacrifice. And so uh, if you've missed any of the messages, uh, I want you to visit ConnectingTruth.org. Uh, that is the church website, ConnectingTruth.org. Very simple site. And on the bottom of it, click God on Demand. It will take you to the message archives. And you can go through uh, messages that have been ministered uh, over time. And I'm sure that there is something of the word of God that is going to bless your soul. We've been on a consecration. Cornerstone has been on a consecration, which started on the 11th uh, through the 28th of, of February, the 11th of January through the 28th of February. And this is a sacrifice unto the Lord. It's a sacrifice with thanksgiving. Uh, we're thanking him for his mercy, his wisdom, his knowledge, and the saving of souls above everything else. It's all about the saving of souls. The Lord said, I would that you... Uh, that no man will perish. And so the Lord is interested in saving your soul. And, and so the Bible lets us know that Joel, when he, uh, he called the elect of God to fast, uh, and uh, Esther, uh, she realized their situation was terrible, and she called for a fast. When the king of Nineveh heard the prophet's message, when, you know, Jonah had went there and was telling that the Lord was, that was going to trouble the land, and I'm paraphrasing it, but he called for both the small and great, the rich and poor, even the animals to humble, to be humble and fast. No one got any food or water. Now, we're not, we're not on that type of fast, but we're on a consecration where we're surrendering something unto the Lord. And so I've surrendered meat and coffee and, you know, and, um, and if your body goes through cravings for those things because you're used to having it. And I've had to sub I've substituted that as a sacrifice unto the Lord. Now, I looked at the days because someone asked me about it uh, today, and uh, you know, we this consecration is almost 50 days, which is not a long period of time. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days without food or water, and when Daniel consecrated, you know, so many that marketing tool, Daniel fast, you know, they have so many things, products and stuff. But listen. When Daniel was consecrating and rejecting the king's wine and, and just uh, having the, his, the soup that he was having, uh, that lasted for years. That was not a few days. That lasted a long period of time because they had to be uh, found favorable in the sight of the king and to uh, be able to handle the business that the king wanted each of them to handle, those selected men of Israel to, to be able to handle. They even had to learn to speak the language of the Chaldeans and learn their customs. Uh, 
And so that consecration was not no short thing because if you didn't make it, you was going to wind up someplace else that wasn't going to be pretty. Uh, you know, and so they consecrated unto the Lord for, for a long period of time and to, to get to where, and they was found with the spirit of excellence. You want a spirit of excellence on your job, in the school. You want a spirit of excellence. It's something we have to practice. Get out of that mindset of, well, this is the way we've always done it. I've had a bad attitude all this time and all, you know, because my mama was like that. My daddy was like that. You, no, 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 no. Listen, uh, it, don't make, it don't make it right. You know, and when you feel that you've done something, I encountered something today that just really uh, made me feel bad. But uh, the point is, is that you know that it is not part and should not exist in your character, you know, and so... Uh, those are things that we can, we have control of. We can fine tune. We can, you know, when we see something that we don't like that, that's there, change it. The Bible said when you come to the light, walk in it. And so we're, we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight uh, as we go into the word of God. Remember, those of you that have homework assignments from Cornerstone, the, 30, the, the conclusion of the 34th chapter of Ezekiel, I'm looking for that. Uh, you know, I'm, I expect to have that uh, because I spent time with it. You ought to spend some time with it as well. And so in the 35th chapter of Ezekiel, beginning at verse 1 through 6, it says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Mount Seir and prophesy against it, and say unto it, Thus said the Lord God, Behold, O Mount Seir, I am against thee, and I will stretch out my hand against thee, and I will make thee most desolate. I will lay the cities waste, and thou shalt be desolate, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord, because thou hast purpose, because thou hast perpetual hatred, everlasting hatred, and has shed the blood of the children of Israel by the force of the sword in the time of their calamity, in the time of their iniquity had an end. Uh, therefore, as I live, said the Lord God, I will prepare thee unto blood, and blood shall pursue thee. Uh, thou, uh, sit thou not hated, Blood, even blood, shall pursue thee. Now, I want to draw from this. It's a game changer, and they hate it. And you'll understand how this is being pulled from this, uh, from the text in which we read as we go through this Bible class lesson. Now, it was interesting, I saw a commercial last night that caught my attention from uh, Dignity Health, uh, and it said, when the world needs help, we know who to call. So I just want to ask you a question tonight, is that, uh, do you know who to call? Because this world needs help. While there is a, a, that was a health commercial, we really need to know, and we need to remind others who to call. Proverbs 18 and 10 says the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. Joel, Joel 2, 32 says, and it shall come to pass 
that whosoever call upon the name of the Lord, that name is Jesus. For in Mount uh, shall call upon whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said among the remnant who the Lord calls. Now I want you to understand something. We're going on in Ezekiel, but uh, because I was uh, preaching on and uh, exhorting the word of God on last Tuesday, double duty on Sunday, meaning at uh, at uh, cornerstone service and at another service, preaching there uh, about the the fact that we are in a season to listen, that we're in a season to listen. It's imperative that you listen. And I want you to know that the enemy cannot mirror the voice of God. He can alter his appearance. Demons, fallen angels can alter their appearance and pretend, but cannot imitate the king of kings. Others have tried, including them, and that's why they're fallen. That's why they're in the state that they're in now. Uh, and, and others have tried and failed. Remember, this life is a temporary assignment, and one God can help you help yourself to be saved. No matter what you've done, uh, you can be saved. Repent and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, because that's what it's for, and tarry for the Holy Ghost while presenting your body as a living sacrifice. Now, we've been in the book of Ezekiel, and Ezekiel uh, received his call, even though he was a minister already, but yet there was a higher calling. And, you know, the Lord saves, and then the Lord uh, positioned us, into, and there are callings, and there are callings. And so Ezekiel received a calling to become a watchman. He was a messenger. He was a deliverer. Now he's a watchman, and the Lord has instructed him explicitly. He has been instructed by God, and he has received visions from the Lord. He has received messages from the Lord to give to the people. Now, Ezekiel was, was as I said, part of the priesthood, the captivity, uh, which included social distance from home and the temple. He was uh, responsible for prophecies and parables, signs, and symbols to demonstrate God's message. Cornerstone has climbed into the pages of Ezekiel. We climbed into this a few years ago. I believe maybe it was 2018 that we began to teach from the book of Ezekiel as the Lord had led. And uh, and what an impact it has made. It has been a great impact, you know, that we should give our lives as unto the Lord, you know, and it impacts us. The impact would have in our lives, we didn't know, but it has been a great impact, the messages. And it has exposed us to a behavior of God's elect, as well as the, uh, the obvious insults that was placed upon God himself. You know, and as I read the text, as I read the text to this point, it, it, it saddened me in so many ways because, uh, you know, you begin to look over your life and you compare your life with what was going on in Ezekiel. And it brought about sadness. It brought about conviction. Even uh, found myself crying and asking forgiveness, not just for me, but for family and and where we are and where we live even today. Ezekiel's exposure and messages are, are playing the heartstrings of God because he's pouring, God is speaking. And when the Lord speaks, he's speaking and pouring himself out. He is talking 
and, and, and letting us know what is on his mind. And so some of the tones that the Lord has given are bass. Others are mid-tones. Um, and, and with the purpose of uh, all of the purpose is to be reconciled unto the Lord. If you have ever been out the will of God, you've been reconciled. It's a reason to give God an awesome praise. If you've never, if you got saved and you didn't venture back out into the world and start acting a fool, doing stuff, and you know, I, 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 I'm, then God bless you, and that is a that's an awesome testimony to have. Because I've heard of people that say they believe in God, they surrendered their life to him, and all it took was a few people to say, well, you know, you've never done nothing bad. And so they stopped the, their, their dedication to the Lord, go do something bad. That's a fool. Why would you surrender your soul? What if you would have died in sin by doing that because somebody challenged? That's the devil. Didn't the devil tempt the Lord Jesus Christ? Uh, he was in the wilderness and tempting him. If you bow down and worship, if you yield to the things that I'm showing you, and, you know, all if you eat this and, you know, all of those different things. And, and man, the Lord, the, he used the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. Uh, we, no, no, we're not going to cast ourselves down and tempt the Lord. Uh, you know, that's supposed to be the response. And that's the response that we all are required and must give for the saving of our soul. Your soul is the most important thing that there is. And so the Bible tells us in Ezekiel 35, 1 through 6, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The word of the Lord is always sent to his messenger first. So even the text and what we're reviewing right now, I received that hours ago, yesterday, all into yesterday. As I sat down and began to meditate and to think upon the word of God and to begin to ask questions as far as what is being said, not just what is obvious within the text, but what direction to go with the word of God. And so it's always sent to the messenger first, not for me to stand and to present myself as being anything than what I am. I'm just a man. I'm just the individual that God has called. And if God didn't call me, if he didn't save me, I would die in my sins and go to hell. Uh, but God saw fit. I heard, the, I saw the goodness of God that was leading me to repentance. I yield myself to that. And here I am today. And I'm still just a man. And I have to apply the same words that I'm telling you to myself in order to be saved. I'm not exempt. No one is exempt from the word of God. And so the word of the Lord is always sent to his messenger first. And we have the responsibility to receive it, to apply it to ourselves, and then give it to everyone else. It goes in that order. It doesn't just come to me and then I tell you, you know, what's that saying? Uh, uh, do what I say, but not as I do. No, 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 no. That's not the word of God. Uh, no, the word of God that Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And, and so that is the plan because God has given the pastors as as leaders. And so as a leader, we're to follow Christ. And uh, as the word of God says, my sheep, they know my voice and I know them and they follow me. And so the second verse says, son of man, set thy face against Mount Seir and prophesy against it. Now, Seir is the ancient and biblical name for a mountainous uh, region stretched uh, between the Dead Sea and the Gulf of Aqaba. 
in the northwestern region of Edom and southeast of the kingdom of Judah. And he asked uh, him to prophesy against Mount Seir. And so it's important to understand that every word, every word is not going to work in your favor. Now, this word came to prophesy against uh, these people, Seir. And, and so the word that was about to be given was not going to work in their, in their favor. And now I, I want you, if, if you will, grab a piece of paper, write this down, uh, the 24th chapter of Deuteronomy, uh, read verse 1 through 14 on your time. And, uh, and if you depart from the word of God, then I need you to read Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 68. And that's interesting that the Lord spent so much time talking about what would happen if we do not apply the word of God compared to what would happen if we did. The message for not doing is greater than the message for obedience. And so it's something that we, that none of us can ignore. All of us must uh, read the word of God to understand what is the will of God. And someone, uh, someone said uh, um, the sacred place that there is, is to be found is the will of God. And that, that is true. You want to be found in the will of God. And so uh, that is Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, that talks about our obedience uh, on the will of God. I heard a great testimony today from a young man who was, who was telling me about how he had been uh, ill with the COVID uh, before they knew what it was, after they knew what it was, so that's twice. And the Lord blessed him and spared his life. And he was giving God the glory and testifying, which I really appreciated him doing. And as he testified and was talking about this, he said that even his business um, has boomed and he hasn't had to go out seeking after work, but work has been coming, flowing to him. And so, you know, and that's, that lines up with the word of God. When you commit yourself unto the Lord and you're not deviating, that those things will happen. You know, so you position yourself. And let me, let me, let me touch this right quick. Uh, uh, I hope during this time that you are spending some quality time educating yourself, not just watching TV, not just uh, doing your daily tasks at your job, but spend some quality time learning your skill set and improving uh, while you can so that as things uh, change or even or whether they don't change, the Bible lets us know that Daniel and not only Daniel, but in the book of Ezekiel, there was a remnant that was not suffering the same things as everyone else. And so even you don't have to suffer like everyone else, you know, uh, but prepare yourself, prepare yourself. And so you should uh, take the initiative to do something during this time. And I'm going back into the third. I'm going back to the word of God now. All right. So the Bible tells us here in verse three and say unto it, thus said the Lord God, behold, O Mount Seir, I'm against thee. And I will stretch out my hand against thee, and I will make thee most desolate. I will lay thy cities waste, and thou shalt be desolate, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. What, somebody might be saying, well, what they have to do with, with praise? Listen, because thou hast had a perpetual hatred and hast shed the blood of the children of Israel by the force of the sword in the time of their calamity, 
in the time that their iniquity had an end uh, because they uh, despised them. They despised them and they took, an op they took the opportunity like the Egyptians did. They took the opportunity like the Amorites did. They took the opportunity as other nations did because they saw Israel was down. They saw Israel had messed up. How did Israel mess up? Because they wanted to be like other people instead of being what God had called them to be. Now, Mopsir uh, was a land pertaining to Esau and his descendants, the Edomites, who drove out the Horites uh, from the land. And the children of Israel was not allowed to invade this territory when they were delivered from uh, Egypt uh, as they traveled to the promised land. And so uh, the Edomites, at one time when they met David, they tricked David. They, they took their clothes and they, they heard about the power of God. They heard about the awesomeness of God. And, you know, as I said, the young man was talking about being healed and where he is today. That's the awesomeness of God. That's what he was talking about, how great God is. You know, when was the last time you shared how great God is to somebody? Uh, you know, and so, this, and so the Edomites knew that God was great and that he was on the side of Israel. And so they dressed themselves up as being dirty and old, uh, run, run down and, and brought old uh, stale bread and stuff with them and pretended that they had been in this situation and uh, they tricked David. And so as a result of that, they became the servants of Israel uh, once, the, the, once everything was revealed. And so during that time, the, um, the, the king, uh, during King Jehoshaphat's reign with Judah, the people of Mount Seir joined the Amorites, the Ammonites and the Moabites to invade Judah. Now, remember, Judah literally means thanksgiving or praise to thank or to praise. And so the enemy will always attack the thanksgiving. He don't want you to give thanksgiving. He will always conspire to stop the praise. Uh, you know, but you have to, you can be unstoppable. Yes, you can. You don't have to surrender your thanksgiving unto the enemy. And you don't, and, and that could even be your own flesh that's trying to stop you from giving God a praise. Uh, trying to stop you from giving things to circumstances and different things that are evolving all around, you know, will try to stop you from, and that's even more reason to say, nope, I'm going to give God praise. I'm going to give him thanksgiving. Uh, you can feel the pain and still say, thank you, Jesus. You can feel the pain and still say, God, I surrender my all to you. You can still be impacted by what is going on and not deviate, don't alter your route and give God the praise that he deserves because he is still sovereign. The enemy will always attack the praise. He will always show that hate because he's a hater, a hater of those that praise God, those that give thanksgiving, those that worship in the beauty of holiness. Though, uh, the Bible said the father seeketh such as, do, as to do what? Worship in the spirit of truth. And so uh, it takes it to another level because everybody can say, thank you, Lord. Everybody can say, thank you, Jesus. Everyone can give God praise. You know, uh, uh, we see it all the, all the time on award ceremonies. You know, I'm giving thanks to the man upstairs. I'm giving thanks to God, the Father. I'm giving thanks, uh, you know, uh, uh, but uh, when it gets into worship, 
When it gets into worship, it gets into another area. It takes you deep. It takes you into a place where the anointing begins to flow. And when that anointing begins to flow, it begins to destroy yoke. And then it's up to you to stay free from what has been, what you have been loose from. And so the enemy will always attack. Uh, he'll attack with a headache. He'll attack with a bad attitude. He'll attack with road rage. He'll attack with the children acting up. Unexpected thoughts and news that have uh, that that sometimes prove to be nothing at all to try to stop you from giving God a praise. No matter what, uh, I, no matter what, because I've witnessed it for myself and I've experienced it as well. You can praise and offer up Thanksgiving in spite of, you know, some, I heard a testimony of Bishop uh, Northern up in uh, Bishop Williams. He said he was in a situation and he was down at the, uh, down to take care of the problems and, and so he was in the, in the bathroom and he heard the spirit of the Lord say, begin to praise. And he said he was feeling so heavy. He was like, oh, I can't, I just can't. This is so heavy. And he heard the spirit of the Lord say, no, give praise. And, you know, sometimes your feet will feel like bricks, feel like that you're wearing concrete shoes. And yet he, uh, he began to push into the praise. Sometimes you have to push past the situation. You have to push past the circumstance you know, and push past the voices of people. Remember, blind Bartimaeus, uh, the people said, uh, said, told him to be quiet. And, and the more they told him to be quiet, the more he lifted his voice to get Jesus' attention so that he didn't pass by and not notice him. Uh, the woman with the issue of blood, as weak as she was, uh, pressed her way through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. Others didn't want to be bothered with her. Others was still thronging, uh, you know, because that's what they thought, that, Lord, didn't nobody touch you? They, people were just bumping into you. No, this woman had, had squeezed her way past everybody else uh, to get to the hem of it. You have to squeeze your, you have to press past, you have to push, you have to lift your voice up and be like, Lord, do not pass me by. That's what I'm saying. Lord, don't pass me by. I don't want you to, whatever you're doing in this season, whatever you're in town, whatever, I don't want to miss it. So Lord, don't pass me by. Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Lord, whatever's going on, I, I want to be part of it. The Bible said that when uh, blind, when they, blind Bartimaeus, when he was healed, that he didn't run off no place, but he followed the Lord. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to follow the Lord. And so uh, your praise, in spite of, uh, the bishop praised the Lord and everything turned out all right. And your praise is a game changer. Your praise makes the difference and the enemy hates it. Your thanksgiving is a praise. Your praise is a game changer and the enemy cannot stand it. The Bible tells us in Nehemiah, and I, I'm, I'm just about done. But the Bible tells us in Nehemiah, it says, so they read in the book in the law of God's distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. This is Nehemiah talking about the priest standing there and reading from the word of God and making sure the people understood what was being said, made sure that they got, did you get the message? Did you get it? Did you hear it? Please get it. Please hear it. Go back and read and, and reread it. The scriptures that's been given, go back and listen to the message over again. Did you get it? 
gave them to understand in Nehemiah, which is uh, and Ezra, the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all the people wept because of the situation that was going on. That was then. The destruction had come into the land and, and took out the temple and messed up the walls. And, and, you know, and so when they heard the words of the law, oh, bless your name, Jesus. Then he said unto them, Go your way. Don't be upset. This is holy day unto the Lord. Go your way and eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions unto them who have nothing uh, is prepared. Help somebody else out. Go and enjoy, eat and drink. And, if, and, and when you find out there's somebody that have a need because they don't have it all, then give them, help them out too. And so uh, this is what they're, they're telling them. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Uh, neither be ye sorry for the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's what I want to get to. The joy. And so the praise, the thanksgiving uh, is important uh, because the Bible said I inhabit the praises of my people. And so when we praise God and, and we begin to rejoice in him and we begin to press past uh, everything that's trying to make us feel depressed, everything that's trying to make us feel oppressed, everything that's trying to persuade us not to give him praise, uh, then it changes and it gives us strength. You know, have you ever, uh, maybe you, you didn't feel like going for a walk. You're like, oh, I don't want to go for a walk. I don't want to go for a run. I don't want to go to the gym. And then you went on and did those things or did one of those things, uh, you know, and, and after you did it, you felt better. That's how it is when it comes to serving the Lord. That's how it is when we press past those things spiritually as well. And so the Levites, still all the people said, hold your peace for the day is holy. Neither be grieved. Don't give place to it. And all the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great men uh, because they had understood the words that was declared unto them. Don't give up your praise uh, to a moment of pleasure. Don't you know, we have pity parties. You know, we take pleasure in the pity party. Uh, yes. Uh -huh. Sometimes you feel sad and you just want to uh, just want to lock yourself into that sad feeling and feel down and out. No, don't do that. That's this is what Nehemiah. This is what the Levites was telling the people, Ezra and all them. Don't get locked into that. Don't do that. But rise up and this and know that this is the day that the Lord has made. It's holy unto the Lord. Rise up. Hold your peace. Don't complain about nothing. Learn to zip it. Learn to keep it quiet. Don't do it. It's your ability. You have the strength and the power to do it. You don't have to understand everything completely. Just follow the instructions. Just follow the instructions. Because they understood the word of the Lord that was declared unto them. So don't give up your praise to a moment of any moment that's outside the word of God. A moment to get over, a moment of pleasure, a moment to go to for anything. Don't do it. Thanksgiving, praise, and presenting your body, a living sacrifice is what we do. It is what I'm doing. It is what I'm encouraging you to do as well. Thanksgiving, praise, presenting your body. The Bible tells us. It lets us know that praise is a game changer. That's why the walls of Jericho fell down. Because of, because of what they did. They shouted. 
And that shot was built up and it was just waiting uh, to, to be lifted up as, they, as the instruments lifted up. All of that was a praise unto God Almighty. Praise is the warm and loving approval of someone or something. Now, God started this. Yes, he did. And, 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 and you know, when I thought about that, how God started the praise, you know, and, and so the Bible tells us that God saw everything that he made and behold, it was very good. See, he started and he started. And that's what praise is. You're very good. You know, that's what praise is. And everybody likes to, to be exalted. Everyone likes the recognition and praise. Well, listen, God started that. Uh huh. And, and so we're going to keep it going. And we're going to keep it going, and I hope you keep it going with me, that to give God praise and to give him glory, to give him thanksgiving. And it starts here. The Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Your body is a praise. Uh-huh. Husband, wife, your body, your, your, your union is a praise unto God because the Bible said he that find a wife find a good thing. So, so see, that's a praise and, and they find favor with the Lord. And so see, that's a good thing. That is a praise right there. And being holy is a praise unto God. Presenting your body as a living sacrifice is a praise unto God. Acceptable. Being acceptable unto God is a praise. Uh-huh. God looks at that. God looks at the, that uh, that you follow the, the recipe there. Uh, the recipe of what? Uh, presenting your body. The recipe of what? Uh, being a living sacrifice. A recipe of what? Being holy. A recipe of what? I want to be acceptable unto the Lord. So I'm going to do those things. And that is my reasonable service. And so uh, that is only the beginning because there's so much more to be said about that that uh, time does not permit. At least I'm not taking the time this evening to go on it, but I'll be back one day with that. And, and so the Bible said that uh, that this is more to be seen, more to be said about it, more to be experienced, as it is written in the word of God, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the hearts of men the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Mm -hmm. So Leviticus, Leviticus 11 chapter says, for I am the Lord your God. Who, who is he? He's my God. That's what you should be saying. He's my God. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am holy. And ye shall not make unto yourselves unclean with any of the swarming things that swarm on the earth. For I am the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt to be your God. Thus ye shall be holy. For I am holy. The Leviticus 19, the 19th chapter says, Speak to all the children, uh, the congregation of your sons of Israel, and say to them, You shall be holy, for I am the Lord your God, am holy. Let's present ourselves as a sacrifice. Let's present ourselves as an awesome praise unto the Lord. That's what got Mount Seir in trouble. They attacked the praise, Judah that will always get the enemy in trouble. That will always get anyone in trouble. When, matter of fact, it is a legitimate law that you're not supposed to even disrupt a worship service. That's how important it is. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and honor you, Lord God, for your goodness today, for your mercy, your word that has been exhorted this evening. I pray and ask that the listeners, Lord God, near and far, uh, would be 
with maintaining your word and apply it to their lives, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. I, I, if you have not dedicated your life or rededicated your life unto the Lord, I want to encourage you to do that. You know, um, it's important for the Bible to tell us that on the day of Pentecost, Mary, who was the mother of Jesus, was in the upper room tearing for the Holy Ghost, as well as uh, Peter and others, about 120 of them, who followed what Jesus said. They were obedient to the word of God. And so when they saw them being filled and heard them giving God praise with multiple languages, uh, diversity of tongues, uh, that they asked him after a short exhortation that Peter had given to let them know that this is of Jesus Christ, which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. They asked the question, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? And Peter told them, let all the house of Israel know surely that God who have made Jesus, whom he crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And, they, and when they asked the question, Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus. Why? For the remission of sin. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He, he goes on to tell the, the chief, the priest, and all of them later on in about the third chapter in the ninth verse. He said, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come in the presence of the Lord. Remember, we opened up with a song saying, worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> to have your sins blotted out, to have your shenanigans covered, uh, by the blood which is applied through water baptism, uh, you know, is worth it. And so your sins will be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. God bless you. Uh, I'm going to be praying for you and continue to pray for me as I pray for you, pray with you. Uh, you know, uh, I, there's so much more I want to say, but time certainly does not permit anything else for now. But you know, as I was uh, preparing to leave and to come to service, there was a song that was in my heart. I'm not going to try to sing it or anything like that, but uh, some of you uh, may have heard it as a child like I did, um, but it's a familiar passage. And again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson at Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here or to see you there in Jesus' name.
Day, remember all the songs by the songsters? And those featured are the respective properties of the artist and the producer. Have a blessed evening.